This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sallerson filling in once again for Sean Kelly. Hope this Friday finds you well and uh, hope you all have a great weekend as we are almost done here with the Black and Blue Report. Just a few more next week and then we'll end our uh, season, I should say, on Monday the 2nd with a recap of the NFL Draft as we continue our NFL Draft preview today and continue on next week. Uh, man, rough day yesterday, though. As far as the news of the death of Prince, you just don't realize, you know, how many great songs Prince had and then a bunch of radio stations playing all of them yesterday. Really sad to hear the uh, the news about Prince passing away yesterday, but really cool the Superdome to um, light up the dome in purple yesterday. And if you checked out or if you were on Twitter yesterday or on the news, you saw the Minnesota Twins and all their teams there changing their social media avatars to purple and the Twins lighting up Target Field in purple as well. So... Tough day for everyone hearing about that news, but really cool with all the tributes that were happening here in New Orleans and around the world yesterday. And again, just so many great songs. Uh, what a talented man, and we are sure going to miss him. That's for sure. And of course, the NBA playoffs were yesterday as well. NHL playoffs, you had a, a no-hitter yesterday. Jake Arrieta uh, from the Cubs, it's second no-hitter. And how about in style, 16 to nothing. the Cubs won yesterday. I know some people don't want to hear about the Cubs, but pretty cool seeing that. And the Rockets staying alive, beating the Golden State Warriors 97-96 to on a James Harden jumper. And uh, all the Rockets were coming out, uh, getting back at the haters. And everyone that was talking about the Rockets wouldn't need games 5, 6, and 7. If you remember the TNT graphic they made showing the schedule of Warriors-Rockets, they said 5, 6, and 7, not necessary. Because, you know, it always says if necessary when talking about those games. And guess what? Game 5 will be necessary as they will head back to Golden State for game number five after the Rockets win last night. Also, Toronto beats Indy to go up 2-1, to one, and Oklahoma City all over Dallas, 131-102 to 102 to go up 2-1 in their series. Three more games tonight. Cleveland at Detroit. Cleveland leads 2-0. Atlanta at Boston. Atlanta leads 2-0 in San Antonio at Memphis. You guessed it. San Antonio leads that series 2-0. Also, hope everyone gets a chance to go to Jazz Fest sometime this weekend weather should be great a little muddy probably today due to the weather yesterday but the rest of the weekend is supposed to be beautiful so hope everyone that is here in the crescent city will get to check out jazz fest i'll be going sunday so looking forward to seeing everyone out there on sunday all right we have a great show for you on this friday it's all football today as we continue our nfl draft preview today was supposed to be pick number eight with the philadelphia eagles but they decided to change things up on us making a trade uh, remember I told you yesterday the trade with the Cleveland Browns. They acquired the second pick and a 2017 fourth-round pick, and they um, gave the Browns the number eight pick, the 77th pick in the third round, the 100th pick in the fourth round, and a 2017 first-round pick and a 2018 second-round pick. So we'll actually talk to Dave Spadaro, Eagles insider for PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I know we're kind of going out of order now as we're going back to pick number two, but we already talked to Cleveland, who was then at pick number four. So, yes, we will talk to Dave Spadaro, the Eagles Supposed to be pick number eight, but yes, we'll talk to him about the trade and uh, what can we expect from them uh, during this year's draft as they trade a lot of their picks but still have seven total this season. And then uh, next week, we'll uh, finish it off. Nine, 10, and 11, plus we'll uh, talk to our NFC South foes 
and also hear from John DeShazer about what the Saints might do at pick number 12. Also, it's never too early to talk fantasy football, so Sean Kelly will speak with Michael Fabiano, senior fantasy analyst for NFL.com, NFL Network, all the NFL platforms. We'll talk about the Saints' fantasy impacts, maybe how this draft impacts your fantasy drafts. But yes, I know people are thinking, why are we talking about fantasy football in April? It's never too early to talk fantasy football. We'll kind of give you a sneak peek and kind of give you some more information leading up to your draft uh, later on leading up to the 2016 season. So good show for you today. We'll start get things going next with Dave Spadaro, Eagles insider from PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Then Sean Kelly will speak with Michael Fabiano. Stay with us on the Friday edition of the Black and Blue. Trust isn't something that's easily built over video screens or with long distance calls. That's why at Whitney Bank, we make it a priority to be here for you with more local branches offering face-to-face service. Whitney customers leave with more than a transaction receipt in hand. We listen to your goals and have what it takes to help you achieve them. Drop by today and ask about our new relationship checking packages with built-in personal identity security features. Whitney Bank, here today, here when you need us. Here to build a future with you. Josh Groban. On stage, Friday, July 15th at Bold Sphere Music at Champion Square, featuring songs from his new album, Stages, as well as his classic hits, with very special guest, Sarah McLaughlin. Get access to preferred tickets with your city card. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or by phone at 1-800-745-3000. New Orleans, 2016. One night, one band. New Orleans, they're back. Guns and Roses, live for one night only. July 31st, Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Get access to preferred tickets with your city card. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. All right, welcome back to the show. We continue our NFL draft preview on this Friday. We're going 1 through 12, leading up to the Saints pick at number 12. This was supposed to be pick number 8, but the Eagles decided to uh, change things up on us, getting trading up to the number 2 pick. But still joining us is Dave Spadaro, Eagles insider for PhiladelphiaEagles.com. He's kind enough to talk to us about the Eagles draft. Dave, uh, thanks for coming on. It's been quite a busy few days for you guys. Yeah, it's really been a busy off season. I mean, since the since the move to re- remove Chip Kelly uh, with one game remaining in the regular season, the Eagles have uh, been fast and furious and decisive and uh, have really gone out and executed their game plan, kind of culminating with this move uh, on, on Wednesday of trading from 8 to 2 and getting themselves in position to take a franchise quarterback, and that's something that they've missed for a long, long time. So is that the pretty clear clut? cut choice for them as far as what they're going to do with they them trading up was to go get a quarterback there absolutely it's going to be either jared goff from cal or carson wentz from north dakota state whichever quarterback the rams do not take the eagles very pleased they believe that both of those quarterbacks are franchise caliber players with some development of course not right away uh, and they won't have to step in right away sam bradford is the starter for 2016 chase daniel is a a veteran backup they feel good about the quarterback situation they feel good that they've been aggressive in free agency and have addressed a lot of holes and they feel like they go into the draft without any glaring starting needs i know a lot of people are trying to bring up the fact that sam they already have a quarterback in sam bradford they signed him to a deal 
You signed Chase Daniel in the offseason. Why are they drafting a quarterback? But this move might not be for this year. This is for your franchise quarterback, correct? Yeah, it's absolutely not for this year. And I think Howie Roseman has been really very adamant about that. The the Eagles have been going piecemeal at the quarterback position since the days of Donovan McNabb in his, pri- in his prime. They have not won a playoff game since 2008. And listen, they've gone through Kevin Cobb and Michael Vick and Nick Foles and Mark Sanchez and Sam Bradford. And they've got exactly zero playoff wins to show for it. And they believe that they're in an, uh, in an unusual position, a unique position in the top ten where they can go up and get a quarterback that they really love. And they've been in that position before. They were sitting at number four in Chip Kelly's first season, 2013, but there was no you know, franchise quarterback in that draft. They believe after crisscrossing the country throughout the offseason that Goff and Wentz have that kind of ceiling. Did you sense that maybe the Eagles might try to trade for the number two pick? I know the Rams already jumped the gun and going number one, but did you have a sense that the Eagles might try to move up for one of these quarterbacks? You know, Howie Roseman's always been really aggressive. He's made a lot of moves in his in his career, and so I don't put anything past him in terms of getting deals done. He's he's great at getting deals done. I wondered if they would be able to do it without, you know, spending and mortgaging the drafts of the next couple of years. And they, they, as it turns out, they didn't mortgage the drafts of the next couple of years. They gave up in this year's draft. They obviously traded the one. You know, they they didn't have a two, so they traded the one, a three, and a four this year, a one next year, and a two in 2018. And I think the fact that they're able to keep a third-round pick this year among their seven draft picks total really makes a big difference for them. So uh, they've got a hit on their draft picks. There's no question about it. Um, did I think they would? You know, I knew they were really interested in both of those quarterbacks. And they went, I knew once they went from 13 to 8 in a trade that they made with Miami Dolphins, I knew that anything was possible. And and the Rams just kind of set the template uh, when they moved up to, to go to number one. So um, they're aggressive, and they wanted that quarterback, and they're going to have a chance on Thursday to get him. I want to get to your seven picks in just a second, but I do want to talk about your free agency. You do have a new head coach uh, there. What holes did you all fill uh, with free agency that now maybe you can focus on other things during the NFL draft? The, the secondary was a priority. The Eagles uh, addressed that with a couple of cornerbacks that they added, Leotis McKelvin and Ron Brooks, both from Buffalo, a safety, Rodney McLeod from the Rams. Um, all three of those players will have prominent roles in the back end of this Jim Schwartz defense, linebacker Nigel Bradham comes in to play the strong side linebacker position, um, a huge acquisition for the Eagles there. And then on the offensive side of the ball, they solidified quarterback with Sam Bradford. They added Chase Daniel, so they feel good about that for this year. And then if they get this, when they get this young quarterback for the future, they'll feel great about the long-term prospects at the quarterback position. And then the other big, really big free agent acquisition was Brandon Brooks. He'll come in and start at right guard. Uh, the Eagles were weak at the guard positions last year offensively. And they think Brooks, who comes in from Houston, will step in, be an immediate starter, and really upgrade this offensive line. All right, so we already know what they're going to do with pick number two, getting a quarterback. But with the other six picks in the draft, uh, what holes do they still need to fill? I think they'll still really hit the interior of the defense, uh, defensive line. It's a deep draft for defensive tackles. Uh, that 79th pick overall in the third round wouldn't surprise me to see them going offensive line. Uh, they've got some age up there with Jason Peters at age 34. There's still uh, some need to have a really top-rate kind of left guard, uh, Alan Barber, the starter right now, but certainly could be challenged. I think wide receiver is a possibility in that fifth-round area. Um, and then after that, you're just looking for, for pieces. Uh, running back is, is a question mark. They've got they dealt DeMarco Murray. They've got Ryan Matthews, Darren Sproles here, Kenyon Barner. Can you upgrade there? Possibly. 
So there are going to be positions where they think it's deep in the draft, late in the in, in the draft, uh, where they can still address running back, wide receiver, and both offensive and defensive lines. All right, should be interesting. Come next Thursday, that's Dave Spadaro, Eagles insider for PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Dave, I really appreciate the time and enjoy the draft next week. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, when we come back, we'll hear from NFL Network's Michael Fabiano. Stay with us on the Black and Blue Report. How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Time to continue with a, a little fantasy football here. And this isn't necessarily my forte. It's a, kind of more of Daniel Salerson. But um, I couldn't help but think of fantasy. And all the folks that play fantasy football when the schedule came out last week. Because I, I'm sure that the the uh, salivating was already underway as folks started to look at matchups and and how the schedule would lay out, not only for the Saints, but across the league as well. So sure enough, we're able to uh, have today, it's our pleasure to welcome in Michael Fabiano, the senior fantasy analyst for the NFL. You can find him on NFL Network and NFL.com. And Michael, the, the schedule release is always a nice time of year, and uh, it does get the juices flowing a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it definitely does. I mean, we already know um, who, who the opponents of all 32 teams are going to be. We just don't know when they're going to be playing these opponents until the schedule came out last week. And it's, it's definitely part of how you construct a player's fantasy value. I wouldn't say it's the be-all, end-all, but I will tell you this. There are some definitely interesting uh, trends and tidbits that you can find based off of ranking players uh, with the fantasy points against uh, rating, which is what I like to call it, and mm-hmm. instead of using records like the NFL uses to determine strength of schedule, we use fantasy points allowed by defenses to each of the four top positions in fantasy football, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, uh, and it gives you a pretty good gauge uh, at what those players are looking at uh, for next season. Did anything jump out at you with regard to the schedule release? Well, the Cowboys have a really, really favorable schedule. I mean, Tony Romo's got the most favorable schedule among quarterbacks. Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden, whoever you believe is the number one there, uh, has the best schedule among running backs. Des Bryant is up there in the top five. So the Cowboys certainly are a team that uh, fantasy owners should be taking a look at. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has got a very favorable schedule, so that sort of uh, will help him in terms of maybe bouncing back. 
there's actually some really big-name quarterbacks that don't have great schedules, including Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Carson Palmer. But this sort of analysis doesn't necessarily put a huge dent into the value of a Brees, a Brady, or a Palmer. Those three guys are still going to be among the first quarterbacks drafted in just about every single league. And the quarterback position is just so ridiculously deep that even if you do draft a Brees, a Brady, a Palmer, a guy who maybe doesn't have a great schedule, nine times out of ten you're going to start them. But if you don't, there's always going to be secondary options with good matchups that are pretty solid as well. The quarterback position is going to be the easiest to fill in just about every single fantasy draft. Yeah, fair enough on that. Next up on the calendar, of course, is the draft. How does a, mm-hmm. how does a fantasy expert use or view the NFL draft? Well, to be honest with you, right now, it's hard to determine a player's value. No one's been drafted yet. And you can look at as many different aspects of a player's skill set as you want. But until that player is drafted to a team, you can't give a full analysis. And a lot of what brings a player's value up or down is opportunity. So we'll give you an example. Uh, Last year, a lot of people really liked Melvin Gordon because he was going to San Diego. He was one of the highest regarded running backs in the class of 2015. And the Chargers had a hole in their backfield. Okay, Gordon didn't really do what we had hoped he was going to do. Um, But that definitely factored into what his value was. Uh, David Johnson in Arizona. Now, he didn't really get a chance to be a featured back until late in the season when Chris Johnson went down. But when you saw him go to the Cardinals, uh, a team that really didn't have a featured back, well, then, you know, your fantasy radar will pop. Um, This year, Ezekiel Elliott is probably – the the cream of the crop when it comes to players from a fantasy perspective. Uh, But a lot of it depends on where he ends up. Uh, If Derrick Henry ends up in a better situation where he's going to be the guy uh, and Ezekiel Elliott could be splitting carries potentially, well, then Henry could jump him. Uh, This class is not very deep, though, offensively. There's some pretty good wide receivers out there. Um, We don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback position, whether it will be Carson Wentz, or whether it would be Jared Goff at number one to the Los Angeles Rams. But quarterbacks typically don't make a huge impact as rookies. They could be potentially DFS options, uh, matchup-based options, not guys that are going to be drafted in seasonal leagues. So what you're really going to be looking at is running backs and wide receivers uh, coming up here when the NFL draft kicks off. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Rams do and and what that trickle-down effect Uh, is because there's a lot of teams in that first round that are going to be looking at wide receivers and uh, a couple of teams that could really use help at running back as well. So uh, Elliott will certainly be a player to watch. Yeah. Michael Fabiano with us here. Uh, Michael, let me zero in on the Saints just a little bit here uh, Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. Uh, You mentioned Drew Brees a little bit earlier. Uh, Some of the fantasy guys around our building, you know, follow you and, and, uh, and look for your advice. Some of them say that, that Drew Brees hasn't always been high on your list as far as quarterbacks go. Is there any particular reason why, or is there, a, is there something that we're not getting there? Well, no, that's not true. Drew Brees has always been in my top five. Uh, it's, it's the position. It has nothing to do with any individual player. Cam Newton was the number one player in fantasy football last season. Uh, he was fantastic. I wouldn't draft him until the third round. The quarterback position is too deep. And um, there are more important positions to fill. Running back, wide receiver, especially running back. I mean, gosh, last year with all the injuries, and it's a thin position. There are, there are positions that you need to fill in the top 50 before you even think about taking a quarterback. And 
all leagues are different. You know, there's a lot of different scoring systems. I would love to go in a season with Drew Brees as my number one quarterback, but I'm not drafting him in the first five rounds. I'm probably not drafting him in the first seven rounds. It's not because he's not a great quarterback. It's because there's so many good ones. Why should I go after a position uh, in the earlier rounds that I know I can fill later and fill with a good player? If you're looking at the difference between the quarterbacks that are going to be available after round seven or eight, and the running backs and wide receivers, there is a huge discrepancy, huge. Cam Newton wasn't even drafted last year on average on NFL.com until round nine. Uh, Carson Palmer wasn't drafted until late. Blake Bortles wasn't drafted until late. It's a position where you can wait. So uh, as great as Drew Brees has been, and he's been one of the best fantasy quarterbacks uh, for most of his career in, in, in New Orleans, at this point in time, the way that things play out, that position is just too deep to focus on too soon. Wow, okay. Very good, very good. Hey, you mentioned running backs. Um, what, mm-hmm. what, what kind of a fantasy player has Mark Ingram proved to be? Man, I, I like him a lot. I just wish he could stay healthy. Uh, you know, yeah. last year he was on pace to be one of the best running backs in fantasy football. And what he showed last season uh, is that, boy, he can catch the ball of the backfield too. Uh, people believe that C.J. Spiller was going to come in and be that guy who was filling in, you know, the Reggie Bush, Darren Sproles, Pierre Thomas role. Didn't happen. Ingram was unreal he was so good in ppr leagues and that was a surprise to some people now his value is really dependent on staying on the football field because if he can play 14 to 16 games i almost guarantee a top 10 fantasy running back i would reject him probably as a second round pick in most in most drafts now tim hightower i mean now that guy you want to talk about coming out of nowhere um Last year, uh, first time he had played in several years, and he was actually an MVP for fantasy owners because of what he did once Ingram went down. Uh, I don't know if Hightower is going to be drafted in a whole lot of leagues in 2016, maybe as a handcuff for Mark Ingram, but um, Ingram's, Ingram's a heck of a back, and uh, he was sort of late uh, to, to break out, as we like to uh, use that term in fantasy football, but I guess better late than never, and I have him ranked among my top 10 running backs for uh, this upcoming season. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brandon Cooks it started to show real signs last year, uh, Michael, of, of becoming a true feature receiver. Um, mm-hmm. But the, it doesn't necessarily sometimes translate to fantasy. Uh, mm-hmm. How does Cooks on the field play as to what we're seeing in the way that I look at the game as opposed to the way you evaluate things as a fantasy owner slash expert? Well, going into last season, I loved him. I said, this is going to be one of the breakout wide receivers in fantasy football. And boy, did I have egg on my face for the first several weeks. Because if you remember last year, he started off real slow. But as the season wore on, Brandon Cooks became one of the more reliable, dependable wide receivers in in both the National Football League and fantasy football. Uh, He finished just outside of the top 10. And I say he is a high-end number two from a fantasy standpoint, uh, with Drew Brees throwing him the football in that offense. Marcus Colston obviously no longer with the team, uh, so they're going to be looking for some of their younger guys to step up now. Willie Sneed stepped up last season. But I see Cooks as a guy who will certainly be picked in the top 50. Uh, I don't see him as a one in fantasy, but he's close. He's more of a high end, too. Now, the schedule doesn't do him any favors. He's got one of the toughest schedules uh, based on fantasy points of any receiver in the league. But again, you can only take that so far. Uh, to me, Cooks is still a guy who will see plenty of targets and an offense that's going to throw the ball quite a bit. The one player I love, I mean, I, he, he might be 
my favorite breakout candidate at tight end, and that's Kobe Fleener. I don't have to tell you, the Saints throw the football to the tight end. Benjamin Watson was rarely a fantasy, uh, a, a valuable fantasy player in his career. Goes to New Orleans last year, no Jimmy Graham, ends up in the top 10. Kobe Fleener is going to catch 70 passes for the Saints next season, uh, minimum. Uh, that, that's a guy that I really like, uh, both for the Saints and for fantasy owners. I'm glad you brought him up because I was going to ask you about him too. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael, let me ask you this question, away from Saints players, any player for that matter, um, to become the senior fantasy analyst uh, for, NFL, for the NFL, are, are you living your dream job? Is this not crazy that, that this has become what it is and you are at the top? I'm very, I'm very lucky, very blessed. It's funny because when I was a kid uh, growing up, I mean, going back to grammar school, um, I remember there was, a, there was a day where, you know, everyone in the class had to do an essay on what they wanted to be when they grew up. I always wanted to be a sportscaster. I always thought I would be on, you know, ESPN or something like that and, and, and uh, hosting SportsCenter. So uh, it turned out a little bit differently, but uh, to me it turned out better. Um, when I got into this business, fantasy football was not all over the television. Uh, you can hear some of it on the radio. It was mostly columns online. And now it has exploded into a huge industry where you have tens of millions of people who play. And at this time, I don't think things are going to change. You can't really look at the NFL without fantasy football anymore. Most people don't just watch games because they want to watch their favorite teams. They're watching their favorite teams, but they're also watching other games because they want to see how their fantasy players are are, are performing. So, it's become a phenomenon. It's not going to go away, and uh, it it adds enjoyment to what's already a great product out there on the football field. But I would have never thought it would have blown up like this. Uh, I mean, I literally started writing columns when I was at CBS Sports, um, and maybe doing a couple of radio hits a week. Now, during football season, I'm doing television basically every day. And um, it, it, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I never take that for granted either. I never take that for granted. The the thing that I enjoy most about this is I'm helping people win their fantasy leagues, and that's my number one goal every single season. It's great stuff, no doubt. And you can find Michael Fabiano at NFL.com, as you mentioned, on television all the time at the NFL Network. Michael, we appreciate it. It's going to be here before we know it. That's why we had to jump I on know. you early. You're going to be too busy coming up. <laughs> I'll always make time for my friends there uh, with the New Orleans Saints, though. Appreciate it. Appreciate it very much. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, You'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. 
Trust isn't something that's easily built over video screens or with long-distance calls. That's why at Whitney Bank, we make it a priority to be here for you with more local branches offering face-to-face -face service. Whitney customers leave with more than a transaction receipt in hand. We listen to your goals and have what it takes to help you achieve them. Drop by today and ask about our new relationship checking packages with built-in personal identity security features. Whitney Bank, here today, here when you need us, here to build a future with you. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. All right, time to wrap things up here from Studio B. Big thanks to Dave Spadaro, Eagles insider from PhiladelphiaEagles.com, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network, NFL.com, all the NFL platforms. We'll continue our NFL draft preview on Monday with uh, Scott Smith, senior writer, Buccaneers.com. We'll go to pick number nine with Tampa Bay, unless they trade somehow during the weekend, but I'm guessing they might stay put there at number nine. We'll hear from him, and then we'll also talk about the NBA playoffs. We'll recap the weekend. Hopefully there's some good games. We've had a lot of blowouts, a little – the Rockets-Warriors game was really cl really close uh, yesterday, so hopefully some good games for you this weekend. Hope you enjoy the Jazz Fest. Hope you enjoy the beautiful weather, and wherever you may be, thanks for being a part of our show uh, this week. All right, so Monday, NFL Draft Preview and NBA Playoffs. Then Tuesday, we'll uh, continue our NFL Draft Preview. We'll double up with the Giants and the Bears, picks number 10 and 11. And Wednesday will be our NFC South Preview. Since the, the Falcons and Panthers are behind the Saints, uh, we'll talk to them, plus John DeShazer, about that on Wednesday. And then Thursday and Friday will be the online edition of the Draft Show with Sean and JD, but that's at night when the draft actually is going on. So that's how next week will look, and we look forward to talking with you then. And until then, for uh, everyone involved with the show, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great rest of your weekend, or have a great weekend, I should say. And thanks for listening to the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.